welcome to episode 35 of the Story Not Forgotten podcast. We are brought to you by Capturing Legacies. Because everyone has a story to tell, it's time to tell yours. Visit CapturingLegacies.com to get started. My name is Liam Rathgate, a partner and anthologist with Capturing Legacies, as well as your host. And this is a remote episode. We are coming to you from the beautiful little town of Falkland, BC, and the Airbnb, who is which is hosted by my guest and a trained professional, Mandy Watson. Mandy, thank you for uh, coming on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, because we do what we do without any ado, why don't you tell everyone a story? Well, the story that I'd like to tell you today is called Round-Toed Sensible Shoes. And of course, as any story, it could be a long one or a short one. I'm going to say this story, as I'm telling it, started probably 30 years ago. I had just come off of a motorcycle trip with a wonderful man, and a series of events happened that really shook us up. And in the middle of it came my old high school sweetheart. And he just convinced me that we should try again and that I shouldn't be with this fellow. And I was in just this place of questioning. So I went and saw a fortune teller. Now, this would have been in Vancouver in the late 80s. And that was a thing to do at the time was to go and see a a fortune teller or a card reader or whatever. Well, this particular woman... Her um, deal was that she would record your session so you could listen to it on cassette tape. Yes, cassette tape. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Later. So I went and the, the, my point of going there was to get an answer. Should I stay with the fellow that I was living with at the time or should I go back in time and reconnect with my high school sweetheart? I had already made my mind up, but I didn't want to tell myself that. (laughs) So um, she gave me my reading, and during the reading, I was noticeably questioning the things she was saying and saying, yeah, but maybe the person that you see with light hair is actually dark hair, and it's just the sun shining on him. (laughs) So I went home, and I... um, didn't really like the reading that she had given me because it didn't give me the answer I wanted. But I went to listen to it and it didn't record. It was completely blank. So I contacted her and I asked her if, like, what happens in a situation like that? And she says, well, come back. It was probably a bad reading. So she came back. I went back to her, sorry. And, um, The reading that she gave me the second time was completely different. It was a warning. The decision I was about to make was not a good one. This person that I was linking myself to was dangerous and could only hurt me. Mm -hmm. She described him as a ninja throwing star. No matter how I tried to attach myself to this person, it was going to go bad. And I was very upset. And I said, you know, am I ever going to find a love of my life? Am I ever going to have someone safely 
that I can be off guard with and just genuinely be myself and not worry about this. And she said, yes, Mandy, I see a person. I see for sure there's going to be somebody who loves you unconditionally, exactly as you are and treats you the way that you deserve and believes in your full potential. And I went, who is it? Who is it? I was so excited for this news. And she told me, I can't see the person. All I can see is corduroy pants and round-toed sensible shoes. And I I, I didn't know what to do with that, but that tape stuck. I still have that cassette tape. And um, so I decided instead of listening to her, I was going to listen to my heart. I hooked up with my high school sweetheart and left my wonderful French Canadian man. And Mm -hmm. probably if I could change anything in my life, that decision would be the one (laughs) thing that I would change. But then I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have my children. You know how that goes. So um, I left. We had a very, very hard time. We ended up Um, selling the house that I had in Vancouver and we made a great deal of money on it, uh, my French-Canadian fellow and I. And Mm -hmm. so we split the money, paid off all our debts, split the money, and I had a whole lot of money sitting in the bank, which my high school sweetheart started spending immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what led me to buying up a house in Falkland, luckily, in the 90s. Like, in 1990, I bought this house for $30,000. That's which a is good a, investment. It was a steal. It was. I couldn't get a trailer for the same price. <laughs> and that whole adventure is a little bit of a different story, but I wanted a town in BC that had an elementary school and no traffic lights because I figured that's where I want to raise my kids. Mm-hmm. And I was ready for a family. He was a truck driver and we needed to be near the Trans-Canada Highway. So perfect. So it happened. We bought the house. It was a weird little house. It was very plain. And he says, oh, but you can dandyize it. You can make it (laughs) special. So off he went in the truck and I proceeded to have babies. I had um, seven pregnancies for two children pregnant for six and a half years. It's amazing he really didn't murder me. Um, But we had such a hard time. We had a really rough go of it and we didn't get along. And I remember the day that he left in the police car and I was just as messed up as I was the day I went to have my fortune told Mm -hmm. or my story read or whatever my cards. I really didn't know how I was going to cope with two babies under two in a house heated by wood (laughs) with no firewood, no chainsaw, no pickup truck, no car seats. And here I was, I found myself in exactly where I didn't want to be, that single mom on welfare in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. with no hope. Well, the reality is I got my life together It was really not easy. I had to ask for help. Which is always hard. Oh, it just was so hard. It was so hard. But almost a year and a half after he left, 
I'm out in the backyard with my one and a half year old baby Max <laughs> and my just about oh, three and a half, I guess, just about three and a half year old Wesley. Beautiful sunny day. Just, oh, and my kids are happy playing and I'm sitting on my butt in the garden. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. And I'm looking around and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe the difference a year has made. I can't believe how happy I am and what a great life I have. Now here's the part. I looked down and I was wearing corduroy pants <laughs> and round-toed sensible shoes. I had found the person who was going to love me for exactly who I was and was going to take care of me and be my forever love. And that day was more than 20 years ago now. And it's been a heck of a bumpy ride <laughs> ever since then. And I still keep trying to find the other love of my life. But the reality of that story and those round-toed sensible shoes, if I could pass on anything, it really sounds cliche, but you have to love yourself. You really have to take care of yourself and respect yourself exactly mm -hmm. the way you are. There isn't ever going to be another person who does that. Well, and you're the one person that you know you're stuck with for your entire life. Are blessed <laughs> you're, with. You're, you're absolutely guaranteed to be with you for the rest of your life. That's right. So, so. It's, it's wonderful that you were able to find that you were the person that you really needed in your life. Yeah. I'm stuck with me still. <laughs> You're a pretty good person to be stuck with. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for your story. Now, we met here at your house because you host an Airbnb here. So why don't you tell people uh, sorry, how you came about doing that and, and where they can find information about the Airbnb? Wonderful question. Um, my friend has an Airbnb in Vancouver. And when she started doing that, telling me about the people who were coming through her house, I was jealous. I was an empty nester. And I'd spent 20 years making this house what I wanted it to be for my family. And then I got there and my family was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Kids grew up and moved out. Yeah. So I was at the time looking for different ways to um, support myself and to support my lifestyle. And really looking at ways I could cut back but still have the things I wanted. And the idea of having people coming to my house from all over the world was so appealing. So I signed up. I named my Airbnb Between Planets because you're no longer where you were, but you're not quite where you're going to. <laughs> I discovered most of my guests here are on their way to somewhere. Um, sometimes that's a physical place and sometimes they just need to step out of where they are for mm -hmm. a bit and be somewhere else. Falcon is definitely somewhere else. Falcon <laughs> is like being in the seventies and it's a very little community and everybody knows everybody. Um, but it, it, it's got a different pace. So it's easy to step out of your regular life and be here. So I started and I had no idea who would come to Falkland. Like, it's kind of a weird place. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a weird location. It's uh, for, for people that don't know Falkland, which is probably just Most. about everybody. <laughs> uh, 
if you know British Columbia at all, it's about halfway between Kamloops and Vernon. Yes. Um, yes. And it's of? also halfway between Vancouver and Calgary. Yes, it is, which is how I ended up here. That's right. Because this was my rest stop on my motorcycle trip uh, on my way out to and back from uh, Qualicum Beach out on the island. Mm. And I just needed a basically a comfortable place to rest because it's too long of a trip to do all in one stretch, especially on a motorcycle. A lot of people who come here from, uh, and I've, I've had people from all over the world come to Falkland. Crazy that it sounds. But they arrive in Canada in Vancouver, get in their rental car, mm-hmm. drive the equivalent of uh, top to bottom of, of England, you know, five hours after leaving Vancouver, they're only in Kamloops. Yeah. And they go on there <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Canada's really big. So they go on their phone and um, find somewhere on Airbnb. Mm-hmm. What I try to do is um, keep my price low so that I get low expectations and then happy customers. So that's what um, people look for the lowest price and they look at the pictures and they look at my reviews and they end up here. It's been a blessing. I don't have to travel. I don't have to do airports. I don't have to pack. People come here. I take them to the pub and we're just great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Very good pub. Cleverly named the Falkland Pub. Yeah, and yep. the Falkland gas station and the Falkland store, yeah. But this place, it just, when I say it's a comfortable place to stay, uh, the beds, well, I know I only know one of the beds, but it's incredibly comfortable. But the entire place, from from the moment you pull into the driveway to the backyard to meeting the cats to meeting you, <laughs> the entire place just exudes comfort. It's just a, a wonderful place to be. Uh, it's It's... If you're looking for an Airbnb along the route, look for Between Planets. It is it is so much more than the room. Oh, well, thank you so much. I really enjoy the um, opportunity for people to hear about it. And I really enjoy hosting Airbnb. So I look forward to meeting more people. It's, it seems to be my way of um, being able to have a, a limited lifestyle and still travel. Yeah, you're seeing the world from your own home, really. That's right. Yeah. So I enjoy doing that. And the other thing that I do is um, I had to find a way to lessen my expenses and support myself somehow. And um, I don't want to drive into some city and have a nine to five mm-hmm. job and work in an office. And I've had so many different jobs in my <laughs> life. Um, well, you are a trained professional. I am. I am <laughs> a trained professional. Yeah. And so when I found um, about 10 years ago, I started uh, working with an app called Evernote Mm -hmm. and I do electronic filing and then um, that's sort of a librarian function. I help small businesses and individuals capture all their paper in an app that they can search completely. So you're kind of making your own Google. Mm -hmm. And for an individual organizing stuff, like I could see it really working for you with all of the different projects that you have going on. I like to keep busy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also for small businesses, there's really nothing in between um, the very big mainframe programs for electronic archiving Mm -hmm. and a filing cabinet. 
So this Evernote is really working out for um, people I've helped uh, first checking out their paper flow and what actually happens with paper and then how we can um, sort of disconnect the chain that ties them to the filing cabinet and the <laughs> physical place. You know, and um, I found in 2014, I found out that Evernote, the corporation, put on a certification program. And so I did the certification. And now if you go on Evernote's website, you can ask for a certified Evernote consultant in Canada and you'll see me. Excellent. I'm there, and I really love the variety of clients that have come my way through that, and that I can work from my attic in Falkland, <laughs> uh, I don't know, 500 miles from Vancouver, 500 from Calgary, and not have to go anywhere. I can work when I need to and when I want to, and mm -hmm. uh, when I went through my breast cancer adventure, holy cow, was it ever convenient to be able to do that. Um, this March, I hopped in the car with my younger son and drove across to Ontario wow. to see my eldest son for his birthday. All I had to bring with me was my computer, and as long as I had Wi-Fi, I could literally hook up and work from home, wherever that home is. So I'm kind of living the life that they told us about back in high school in the 70s, that um, computers one day, yep. you'd be able to work from wherever you wanted and there would be no paper. There are bills that people get now that don't ever get printed. Yep. And yeah, the kind of handy living in the future. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm, <laughs> I'm living in the future, but I'm living in the 70s because I'm in Falkland. Mm -hmm. So I get the best of both worlds. So if anyone is looking for, uh, for your help with the Evernote consulting, where can they find you for that? They can find me through Evernote uh, um, website. I'll give you the web address for it. Okay. We'll, we'll put that in the liner notes on the episode. Perfect. Thank you. I really appreciate the plug. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, and for sharing your story and all of the other things that you're doing with us. Nice. And thank all of you for uh, for joining us and for listening to this episode. Nice to meet you, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've all enjoyed this episode as much as I have. If you did, make sure to head over to iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. While you're there, we would absolutely love it if you could leave us a rating or a review. The more of those that we have, the higher we'll appear in the search results, allowing us to find more guests and bring more stories to more of you. If you would like to be on the show and share a story with the world, please drop me a line at liam at capturinglegacies.com, or you can find us on Facebook at A Story Not Forgotten, or on Twitter at at A Story Not Forgot. And until next time, what's your story? Thanks. Thanks.